Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Non-Sequitur Nerds. As always, I am Tim, joined by Ian and our returning uh, guest star, Keenan. How's it going, guys? Going well. Pretty good. Going good. A at this point, I don't think he deserves the title of uh, of reoccurring guest star. He's er, of guest star. He is just a reoccurring character. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I pop in every now and then for guest appearances. I need a laugh track when I come in now. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Hang, hang on, I got that. Your thing. Never he's mind. Like, it's not like playing Pulsman. right for some reason. Oh. <laughs> um, okay. You get no Actually, laugh. Actually, my, my mine would be like the like. Wah. <laughs> oh, it's Keenan. <laughs> However, I do enjoy that. Apparently, I'm I'm on high. I kind of feel like I need to be like a little like Monty Python like God cut out. <laughs> right, oh, groveling. <laughs> well, you know, someday when we get enough money for an editor, uh, I'm sure they might yeah. make it happen. Um, <laughs> or at the very least, I'll enjoy time. having like the the like South Park like floppy head. I <laughs> said oh, so that's about all yeah, we can hey, afford right now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Keenan. Hey, Tim. How's it going? <laughs> We'll hey, South Park Canadian. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, or South Park Saddam, for whatever reason. Oh, there we go. Yeah, so, there you go. but tonight, uh, kind of yes. piggybacking off of what we did in a prior episode of uh, cartoons versus anime, we're doing a an actual versus episode now. <laughs> That's our post. Hadouken! <laughs> no, no. Th this, is, this is tournament edition. Um, you uh, okay. button and oh, so, Kamehameha! It's not, it's, it's not like, Deluxe Turbo. Yeah. <laughs> Deluxe Turbo FX 3.4 Redux. <laughs> they got yeah, like, like, yeah, Street Fighter had some, like, some <laughs> weird name in there for a while. But no, we're, we're I mean, doing are you, a, a Have versus. you listened to, have you seen, like, Kingdom Hearts titles? Well, okay, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, well, there, there's our first Street versus. Street Who had the worst long titles, Kingdom Hearts or Street Fighter? <laughs> That's true. Well, I, I mean, I will postulate that by by saying, what was it? Uh, Kingdom Hearts, uh, Dream Drop Distance. Uh, Kingdom yeah. Hearts, 3D. 365 by, what was it? 365 by two. I, I think it was yeah. 365 it was like over a, two days. I think is. I yeah, think. It, it, was, yeah. it was like a fraction. Like as soon as you start having fractions in your game titles, you, you lose. <laughs> you, you, you lose right there. <laughs> yeah, it just, but. Just, Anyway, it's that's not that. It's like like actual like you know like one on one death battles. Who correct? would win in the who would win in the fight is what it boils down to. Right. right. So, so like so classic like like uh, recess lunch table you know dicking around with your friends asking you my know, dad could beat up your dad right exactly. Yeah. So Actually, so I, I think my dad probably could beat up your dad. Um, I I, the age. I don't know. I mean, your dad likes to run into stuff a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's so, true. I mean, all my dad I, needs is a simple clear glass barrier, and your dad will run right into it. <laughs> I, the only thing I will give my dad is that he he flies into into quick fits of rage, and that I think all of his head injuries have made him slightly immune to pain. <laughs> you know, may, maybe maybe at this point. <laughs> so, I, I think it would be fitting. Uh, those of you that are watching our YouTube stream, see a little something down right here. Uh, yeah, we have a U a bowl counter now because we figure. Oh wait, hang on. Ding. Ah, there we go. Uh, there you go. It dinged for us. So whatever we mentioned, you a bowl. You'll hear that noise, and we'll have a running counter starting now, because I I do not have the time to go back and listen to every single episode and count all the times we mentioned his name. Uh, so f for our first battle, you a bowl versus Michael Bay. Who is the worst? Oh. Director? Oh, interesting. Okay, so I uh, as a I will say to the audience that as a as a reoccurring character, I suppose. 
I kind of assumed these were all, you know, like physical fights, but I did think of like non-physical fight matches, and I'm glad that we started with a, you know, like going with a personality or some kind of like ability sort of thing. So go. who, the worst director? So what by whatever standards we consider to make someone worst? Who's, yeah. who's, okay. Does it start with our own personal opinion, or do you give your your stats it's, and logic, and then we? Um, both of these directors, as of right now so any movies that either one of them has in production that's if it's not out you can't count that yet just based off of off of their their resume at this point okay so, go all right well i think i can I, I think i'll jump in and take that one uh off the bat i'm still gonna have to go with um with our man uh ua bowl um i have my finger on the button okay you got your finger on the button um ua bowl ua bowl ua bowl uh, oh no! <laughs> so, I, I'm gonna have to go with him, and that's simply because um, Michael Bay took some things, like he took Transformers, he made it a blockbuster. Say what you will about, you know, the quality of the movies. I still enjoyed the first one. Like, All right. I thought the first one was enjoyable. It was a nice, it was nice to see those characters on screen. The second one was me. The third one was decent, and then after that, it was like, why, why? why? Now, I, right. I, I will say, like Bumblebee, which I don't think he directed. Bumble- he produced, yeah. Okay, yeah, Bumblebee, I thoroughly enjoyed that one, though. Yeah, but I- I'm going to have to say, like, he took some of those things, and he's had some other movies, like, you know, the, uh, he did The Rock, right? Um, yeah, which The Rock is dope. That's right, The Rock is dope. Um, and he's, he's had some other successes. U.A. Bowl basically took, like, the ch- things I enjoyed from childhood and just, like, shat on them <laughs> repeatedly after eating, like, bad tacos that were steeped in, you know, like you know, non-potable water from the middle of like the the Chihuahua Peninsula and there probably was a Chihuahua in it like, point yeah. being is, is like, he completely and totally obliterated, you know, I some of the things that I enjoyed. I want your one viewer from the Chihuahua state in Mexico <laughs> really irate at you guys or you a message they said it's a very very strongly worded letter yeah it's actually yeah. just written in like yips and barks and stuff <laughs> That'd be amazing. yes so anyway okay. that that's my take on it so so my logic uh i, I agree with everything that uh that that ian said since i'm on the high um <laughs> but i i would also add that if we're going by uh a measure of like box office success all right Michael Bay wins incredibly so like yeah. if, if you're saying that box office success is some measure of of their skill then Michael Bay is beat UA Bowl by you know hundreds of millions of dollars UA Bowl's movies are like not only critically flopping but commercially flopping yeah like any of his movies have have reaped that much you know payback revenue um, the thing is though I think I think his movies have actually still not lost money they've probably yeah. been like profitable enough yeah to like not be a, a loss but like to actually but hollywood generally you know garners like you got to make at least like half the money back of the production before it's like kind of a success um, what's sad is i think he still does with all the tax <laughs> probably uh but but even then like still like i mean michael bay movies you know yeah like the transformers movies for example were probably made for like a few hundred million dollars right Special effects and CGI and stuff, but they they make like close to a billion dollars, I think, like pretty much every time. They, just, so, they print money. 
yeah they they they're they're huge especially i think i think they do really well in china for example which is a big the biggest second biggest market really so right so the well in that sense but that's not totally a measure um of success the other thing i would say too is that um name a a ua bowl um like cliche like uh, like something that you could be like when you saw in a movie you're like that's like a ua bowlism for example whereas like there uh, is casting ron howard's brother <laughs> i mean that's <laughs> Well, see, what, if the title of the movie is a beloved franchise and it's horrible, yeah, that's it's you a, a bowl. It's like, but like he doesn't have like a directorial signature. Even like, uh, like this is this might be controversial because some people like him, but like Zack Snyder, for example, whether you love him or you hate him, you can watch a Zack Snyder movie and know it's a Zack Snyder. That he, is true. It feels like a Zack Snyder. He has directorial signatures. The use of slow-mo, the, the desaturated coloring, um, the, the like really super <laughs> macho characters, whatever whatever those things are. Um, whereas I, I like UA Bowl movies are mostly just known for being like taking a video game franchise and then shitting on it or just being bad. But they're not like bad in a particular like recognizable way. Whereas like there is the joke of like Michael Bay explosions. Or, <laughs> right. Like, there is like a thing to being a Michael Bay movie. Like he has, he almost has like oversaturated movies <coughs> where there's like almost too much lighting or whatever, and then he's got like you know giant you know practical explosions everywhere. Times, yeah. So he has like a thing. So the fact that it, whether you like him or not, he has made some kind of like cultural uh, mark where you can identify him in some way. Right. Um, and then he's even. And I mean, I would say he's even sort of a household name. Not really. I think you have to be a little nerdy to like know him. Yeah. But he's. I mean, I, I would say um, you're at least twice as likely to hear somebody uh, know who Michael Bay is over UA Bowl. So I, I would yeah. say that UA Bowl is the worst, if only not only for the reasons that Ian mentioned, but uh, mm -hmm. if for box office and that he doesn't have a signature style. He's just bad without even yep. being recognizable. Well, there we go. That that was a right. pretty uh, pretty definitive battle there. Uh. Yeah, I think that one was uh, was pretty good. So, uh, if you guys don't mind, I'll take the next uh, the next one and uh, throw that one your way. All right, what do we got? Uh, so so we're gonna harken back to our childhoods here. Uh oh, uh, Keenan, I don't know if you might be old enough for this. <laughs> I was one, gonna but... say, I... well, we'll see, we'll see. I've I got might, the edge have, on like, this baby one. memories, yeah. <laughs> All right, so now, I'm gonna try to not are... die with my tea this time. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> that it's was not right. your tea, it's your kids trying to Wait, that would be the next battle. Who wins, Tim or T? <laughs> the T. The T always the tea won. Almost won. <laughs> the T almost won. Pity the fool who tried to drink me. <laughs> uh, Mr. T is going to win that one. Because I, I uh, anyway, I'm an old man. So, uh, the the list I've got, or uh, the, the tops on my list was one that I thought about this morning. All um, right. So, uh, original generation Voltron. Okay. Versus original release Power Rangers Megazord. Oh. Yeah, you got the the classic, like, uh, you know, late 80s, early 90s, multiple machines coming together to make one giant machine. Right. I, okay. I, I think, and I know that there's somebody out there who's going to hate mail us on this. I think the original Megazord is bigger than Voltron, I think. So you're a, a size so, matter. Well, 
I'm a, I'm a size queen. Uh, well, well, no, I mean, so I'm, I'm just sitting here thinking, like, so from a size standpoint, I, yeah, yeah. I think, I think Megazord is slightly bigger. But as far as power goes, that, that's, yeah, a, that's like, a close. Because like they both have up. a really, really powerful, like special finishing move, and they, they pretty much both have the same formula. Uh, you know, get the robots, robots combined together, short fight with the bad guy, ultimate attack. So right. I mean, I would probably have to give the edge in this one to Voltron, only because Voltron does seem to move a bit faster than the Megazord. And the so, I mean, when was the last time that you tried to walk in a polyesterine suit? Well, I mean, that's, that's, I, I hate to say that that's what I'm basing, you know, my speed assessment on, but I think Voltron is a lot more agile, so I think it would come down to, in my opinion, if Voltron could, if Voltron can get its ultimate attack off before the Megazord, I'm going to give it to Voltron in that case. The, the benefit, or the one thing, though, if it's before the Megaz- the Zords have formed the Megazord and before the Lions have formed Voltron, in that case, I would have to give it to the Megazords because they do seem, at least from what I'm remembering, to be quite a bit more versatile than the Lions. All right. So, Tim, to add to this, I very quickly looked this up. So, okay. according to a, a fan wiki, All right. the Megazord is 41 meters tall. Which in feet means that it's one hundred and thirty-four point five feet tall. That's it. The yeah, which I thought was surprisingly short. Yeah. Volt, the other hand, is a whopping three hundred and twenty-eight feet tall. Okay, so so Voltron's Voltron is more than twice the size. <laughs> okay, so Voltron of, of the Megazord. All right, so with that knowledge in mind, yeah, so, uh, Voltron, Voltron's got this one. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know, you know, Big Daddy Robot's gonna step on him. I mean, um, you know. Yeah, yeah, I would. I would have to. I would. I, I don't really have anything more to add because I don't remember. I've watched more Me- uh, Power Rangers than I did Voltron, so I don't have like, a lot of uh, like in-universe canon, I guess, information to go with. Okay. And I would. Uh, I would also try to base it off of like what types of like villains they fought, but they fought like similar villains, you know, like giant beard, like alien kaiju kind of right. Things. Yeah. So and like I, I guess that's kind of negligible. Um, <laughs> Yeah, based uh, based purely on size alone, I would I I mean it's just kind of like wrestling. They have weight classes for yeah. a reason. Yeah, it's not to say that you can't win against someone who's bigger than you, but odds are vastly not in your favor. Advantage if you're yeah if you are more than twice the you know size of your opponent, or <laughs> if you're more than two times the, the size. So yeah, I would I would go with you. I would just say based purely on size, I'm gonna go. With Voltron, I will also <laughs> also quickly add that just like you said, I am very surprised at how much smaller the Megazord is. The Megazord, yeah. is huge, and yet Voltron is gigantic. Well, only 130 feet tall. I mean, it's. I, I guess it's just the way that they shot that show. The Zords look a lot bigger than combined together. Only 130 feet tall. I mean, like that would have to mean to me that like each. Each individual like Zord uh, component, animal machine thing, is not really that much bigger than like maybe like a regular tank, really. I, I'd say maybe like a a big Winnebago, a bigger than a Winnebago. Yeah, like I mean, I mean if you think uh, about they, it, so it like the, if, if you want to go with the measurements, so you know the the lion or the the feet kind of like fold up and whatnot. So yeah, yeah, probably, so like the so they're long, up, yeah. but not very tall. Right. 
they're, they're, the feet fold up, and then you have another robot that sits on top of it that basically just kind of, like, flips. Right. So you could say that, you know, they're probably about 50 to 60 feet long. That... They're only two robots tall. And they're they're of equal proportion. And then you figure with with, with the head. Well, so probably, well, yeah. Probably... The chest the the chest piece is kind of wide, but the head is shorter than like the leg. So yeah, so probably fifty. I, yeah, fifty to sixty feet long, and then the head would be give or take twenty ish. All right, it checks. Yeah, can... It checks out. It checks out. Yeah, I that's, guess that's... it's still just weird. It still seems like it'd be much larger. Though. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. No. Sorry. But yeah, for for having similar capabilities. That was also a good point, too, of bringing up that the... And, I mean, yet again, I think it's kind of the, the result of that, you know, one's more, like, people in a suit kind of thing and, like, special right. effects, more, one's more animated. But the, the Voltron also does seem quite nimble. Yeah. Especially in size, so I think that would help, too. Oh, yeah. So what we're saying is, is that the Voltron would not get served. No. Served, 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 served. <laughs> <laughs> All <right>. Damn! <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, okay. Keenan, you got the next so one? I got one. So, um, I'm actually going to save the one that I like the most for later. Okay. Instead, I'm going to whip out... This is one that I'm... Uh, so, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to tell one of my friends about this and tell them to watch this particular podcast. Alright. This particular podcast, because this is something that I found... Like just randomly through like Reddit, I think, and and then I brought up to him, and then him and I had like a we were playing D and D, and we the D and D game for like an hour and fifteen minutes to argue about this particular matchup. Okay, and I guess this is just like a, a question that's existed online for a while. So the 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 fight is between a mountain gorilla and a bear. Who would win? What what kind of bear? See, and that's the thing. So, obviously, uh, like, for uh, reference, a the largest mountain gorilla, uh, if it stood up on its hind legs, would be about six, six foot two and would weigh about, like, a little under, um, like, kind of like 650 pounds. Okay. Also think that that's, like, you know, hardcore muscle. Right, yeah. Whereas, if we went with, like, a grizzly bear, they can be, like almost eight and a half feet tall on their hind legs yeah. and weigh like close to like 1500 2000 pounds i was saying if it was a polar bear those are even bigger or, yet or yeah <laughs> and those yeah and those are large so i figured that the probably oh, it's a kodiak moment <laughs> <laughs> so i would figure that probably the the best um gauge of this would be to do i think like a black bear i think i'm gonna look up a black bear real quick i think a black bear is probably relatively comparable in size to a gorilla okay but i gotta i gotta look that up because i'm not totally sure um i mean if i go if i go by physiology alone and i think about it i mean the the gorilla i don't know that they actually even have advantage in speed like they're not necessarily a they're they're not known for being a fast creature right like Hmm. you know they could they can sprint quickly i think but i don't necessarily know that they're nimble but they're also like incredibly disproportionate like you know they're they're like they're like the meathead who skipped leg day um (laughs) 
So, uh. like, I, I feel like a gorilla has a lot of upper body strength, but they that's about, like, the end of their defensive mechanisms besides their fangs. Right. Bears got weight. The bears got claws, like, big, meaty claws. <laughs> and, like, teeth. Uh, it, I mean, they're pretty quick on land, too. Like, they're not... Yeah. Like, you know, they're not shy. Where where, okay. where are they fighting? Okay, so, um... I guess, in my opinion, you would want to pick, like, just a neutral flat plane. Okay. Where, uh, I mean, and bears can also climb trees, but you could argue that a gorilla might be more nimble in trees. Um, but I would just assume it's a flat plane. Alright. Uh, where they don't have, like, rocks or trees and whatever to hide in, that okay. they're just oh, stuck in this flat plane, and they have to, to, to fight to the death. Um, I also looked it up. I, I would not be black bear, because an American black bear, um, even a male, and this is, like, a vastly huge weight range, but All apparently right. a male can be anywhere between 130 to 660 pounds. So you'd have to get, like, the largest black bear to be, like, the weight of, like, the largest gorilla. Okay. And I guess they're only four and a half feet tall. And then a brown bear is significantly larger, like, way too large to really be fair. I actually found that a sloth bear, which is a fun fact, is the kind of bear that Baloo from the Jungle Book is supposed to be, oh. is more equivalent. A sloth bear is uh, could be five to six feet tall when standing on its hind legs, and weigh as much as like 400 pounds so a little lighter than a black bear but the right height so okay. i guess we could argue it would either be a, a particularly heavy sloth bear or a um uh, or a, a or a very bulky black bear but right. we're not thinking of a grizzly so okay. we're not thinking the gigantic enormous bear so a bear that is relatively the same height and relatively the same weight in a flat plane. Okay. I, I, I still give it to the bear, honestly. The, like, the, the one the, thing... Just the defensive mechanisms that they have and the the sheer power that, like, I think the gorilla could win if it got in a couple of good shots. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm kind of, like, envisioning that scene from Peter Jackson's uh, King Kong <laughs> yeah. where, where the... Where Kong like kills the T-Rex thing and turns its head into a, uh, a hand puppet. Yeah, like a. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, yeah, that, that kind of thing. That's where I'm kind of torn because, like, I, I think you you've got. I was the right, head. <laughs> right. You've got the right train of thought when it comes to like just the bear's offensive capabilities. A gorilla, I I would say anyway that a gorilla would be quite a bit more intelligent than a bear. I mean, bears aren't aren't dumb animals by any stretch. But I think a gorilla kind of has that little bit of an edge to it. But, I mean, you're talking, you know, monkey strength versus, you know, frickin', you know, seven-inch claws designed to rip anything it comes in contact with. That's, that's a tough one. I'm As much as I, I want the gorilla to win, I'm probably going to have to say the bear on this one. So, uh... So in the context of this fight, he brought up uh, uh -oh. uh, the same points that you said. Okay. Uh, I will also add, like, the intelligence. He was like, well, a gorilla's really intelligent and might be uh, able to come up with, like, a craftier way. So, sort of similar to, like, the, as Ian mentioned, the, the King Kong fighting the T-Rex. is like it won not necessarily through its pure strength, but by being more clever and thinking more right. 
interesting ways to dispose of the enemies. Um, however, I, I think Ian brought up the point too that a gorilla is fast. Like it can run very fast for a brief period of time, but I don't think it could run as fast as a bear. Yeah. Like I, 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 I don't know exactly how fast it can go, but I've heard the whole like you can't outrun a bear. Like if you try to outrun a bear, you're you're gonna die. You're gonna have gonna... a bad time. Yeah. Like I, I would imagine they can probably go maybe like fast. 30 miles an hour at like uh, for a period of time. I'd have to look that up, but I'm not sure. And I don't know what a brown bear or a sloth bear's claws are like, but I don't think they're necessarily as huge as a gorilla or as a grizzly bear's or a polar bear's, probably not nearly as long, but they're still going to be long. Yeah. Let's assume that they're even like four inches long and they're very sharp, like yeah. knives. A gorilla has, you know, enormous strength. I think even like chimpanzees, which are much smaller than gorillas, have been measured to have almost like the ability to like bench press like 1500 pounds easily. Yeah. So a gorilla is probably way more than that. But a bear um, has all this like extra fur and fat. Yeah, that it's got that protective layer. Punch, like even if it punches it, which is all a gorilla could really do other than bite, which even its fangs aren't particularly big, especially in comparison to a bear's. Right. Like how yeah. all that fur and fat Whereas a bear, when it slashes, all a gorilla has is, like, human skin, basically. We just are, have really thin skin and then directly our muscles and our organs under it. Yeah. So I don't think a bear or a gorilla has enough natural protection against the bear. And the bear probably has relatively comparable strength at the same time. Right. And it's a little more – and it's probably fairly fast, if not faster. So as much as I think gorillas are super cool – like you said, and and probably would be more intelligent. I just don't think they would win. And then the final point I would bring up is I found out through looking this up, because like I said, I guess this is like a weirdly popular internet question. <laughs> right. I looked up that, so like a gorilla's natural enemy other than humans in Africa are leopards. And apparently um, it is not uncommon to find uh, a dead gorilla from clearly from leopard attack. But it's also about half as likely for you to find a dead leopard from a gorilla defending itself and relatively common to find both a dead gorilla and a dead leopard right next to each other. <laughs> they killed each other in the fight. Like, there's like a 50-50% chance, basically, of a leopard winning versus a gorilla or a gorilla versus a leopard. Huh. And a leopard, while super nimble is definitely, I think most people would agree, is not as strong as a bear. Yeah. So if a gorilla half the time loses against a leopard, I don't think it's going to win half as much against a bear. That, I, I would agree on that one. Yep. I think we could probably close up shop on this one, uh, this particular battle. Uh, just an FYI for you viewers, I did look it up real quick. The land speed of a black bear is about 35 miles an hour. Okay. The land speed of the eastern gorilla or mountain gorilla is 25 miles an hour. Okay, so the gorilla so, be... really fast, but still a little bit slower. Yeah. Yes. I mean, t yeah. ten miles an hour is you know can make a big difference. Um, I mean, that's a third of the speed difference. Yeah. Oh. Right. Okay. There you go. There you go. Ha, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tim. All right. What you got for us? I've I, I've got a fun one here. All right, we're we're gonna go. We're we're gonna kind of riff here a little bit. We're gonna go. One is a childhood hero. One is a more modern hero. Captain Planet oh. versus Aang the Avatar. Oh. A man who is made of the elements versus the master of the elements. 
go. Some of that, I think some of that is going to kind of depend on, like, we're back to physiology here. Like, what, you know, what is... Captain America, is is he the essence of the planet? And he is ultimately, like, the essence of these things? Or is he actually made of earth, air, fire, water, and that other thing that no one cares about? Heart. Um, You know, because, like... And I will, I will argue with this, though, that, like, regardless, Aang does theoretically have the ability that he could bloodbend Captain America, or Captain Planet. Does he have blood? He has something. That's I don't true. Know. I guess you would have to, yeah, you would have to see. Has I he mean, ever... does he have pine tar? Uh, I'm not really sure. Like... <laughs> maple syrup. Pure maple syrup. <laughs> He's Canadian? I mean... <laughs> Captain Canada! Um, no, that's Ryan Reynolds. Uh, yes. Um, yeah, I think... Okay. Huh. I... I don't know that I'm really aware of, like... I, I can't remember any of Captain Planet's, like, powers? Like, does he have powers? It's, like, Well, if, if you look at the Don Cheadle like, like uh, Captain America, he can turn people into trees, but uh, as far as cartoon uh, Captain Planet... I think we've all said Captain America except Keenan at this point. Um, uh, as far as I can remember, Captain, Captain Planet, America. There we go. There we go. Thank you, Captain Planet. Uh, you know he's he's comprised of you know the elements that the powers each of the rings and has full mastery over them. Yeah. So I mean, he was created by the guardian of Planet Earth. So. Right. I okay. I would want to. I guess to counter some of Ian's points, I would have to say I would I would want to know what type of foes has Captain Planet gone up against compared to the type of foes that Aang has went up against. And I'm more familiar with the people Aang has gone up against yeah. versus Captain Planet. And I mean, Th- there Aang... is no Warren Bossing say. <laughs> it's just, and then I would also want to counter with the fact that Ian brought up the bloodbending, which I do think would be a, a very like key ability to just like instantly take out Captain Planet. Right. It's a decent point to bring up. Like, does he have like a typical human physiology where he like has blood and still needs, or does he have something that circulates whatever he needs to live? I, I, um, I wouldn't think he has blood per se because i mean while he he takes a humanoid shape i don't think he is a human right like i don't like uh as far as i know yeah he's just like an amalgamation of the elements in humanoid form so i don't like does he does he even need to breathe does he need to eat i mean well yeah. he's made of air he doesn't so, yeah yeah so i don't know yeah. Whereas, like ang needs those kind of things and i mean right. if he Full mastery, and I guess of Captain Planet, and Captain Planet was always kind of a kid-friendly show, so he never did anything like super hardcore. Right. Not that Airbender, Last Airbender, ever did anything more hardcore, but they were a little more creative. I mean, Legend of Korra kind of did when. Yeah, there we go. When you know the the uh, Zaheer like sucked the air out of the lady's lungs. Uh, right, air bended the air out of her lungs, and they killed her off camera. So, so if you went with that logic, like if Captain Planet was clever enough, he could theoretically do the same thing, do it to Ang, and Ang correct, but Ang could then, Captain... I mean, assuming that Ang isn't like completely immediately, Ang could also then just bring it bend back. the air back to himself. So it's True. kind of a it's kind of a fight, like between you know. 
it, this is a good one. Um, Very similarly powered one. people, yeah. yeah. Right, and, and I, I looked it up real quick. The, the fandom wiki, um, it kind of tongue-in-cheek, basically says, you know, the show never defines his powers um, as a way for them to get away with him always having a way to defeat his enemy. Yep. <laughs> um, but they do show that he can shape his structure to take on the properties of any element or material as well as transmuting objects into other things, uh, as well as things like super strength, uh, apparently telepathy, and, oh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, the ability to fly, which may or may not just be attributed to, like, an airbending type thing. Um, so, oh, I mean, that's a... <laughs> I, I kind of feel like Aang would have the upper hand in all actuality. Because while Captain Planet can manipulate his surroundings, he's, as you said, Tim, ultimately made out of those four base elements. Um, and Aang is able to control all of those four base elements. Now, especially if Aang pulls out the trump card of his avatar state, then he goes, like, beast mode, and he just... He could just basically squish him in... squish Captain Planet into effectively a diamond. Like, he really could take all of those elements and just stop him from doing anything. So, I, I think it would be close, but I'm going to give it to Aang. All right. That's a good point. I, you know, I was kind of leaning toward Captain Planet, if only just because, um, for one, it, I guess his powers are so vaguely defined, but at the same time, like you mentioned, apparently he has telepathy, which is something that Aang can't do. And so maybe Captain Planet would have the advantage by being able to sort of read Aang's thoughts and then use that against him to be able to sort of predict his moves. But then you brought up, yeah, that Aang can go into his avatar form, which arguably makes him more powerful. And the fact that that Captain Planet is made of the very thing that Aang can control, whereas Captain Planet can't control Aang's body. He can just control his surroundings. Theoretically, and that's assuming that, of course, Aang is powerful enough. But what's, I mean, for all intents and purposes, we can assume that they're of similar power level. So, yeah, I think I'm going to go with Aang. I think mm -hmm. Aang, but that, but but close. I will agree. I think it's close. All right, there we go. Well, say, I, uh, I, I, th I think that one would would be a pretty close fight. I mean, it's. I didn't think of when I was thinking of this one. I didn't think of Aang's, you know, Avatar state. I think if, if it came down to that, where, I mean, that kind of, like, Aang has mastery of the elements, but when he goes into that, you know, that's, that's you know, like, Goku going, you know, fighting somebody and going Super Saiyan. I mean, it's just, it's a whole other level. It's the Avatar version of Ultra Instinct. Just I mean, exactly. Ten, year, ten years before Super. I mean, so, pretty much, pretty much. So apparently Toriyama copied Avatar. Dude, he, Toriyama copies everything because he forgets that he saw the thing. He forgets about <laughs> exactly. his own characters. Which is the reason why Launch wasn't in Z. Because he completely forgot about her, and he's like, oh, whatever happened <laughs> oh, to <yeah>. her? <laughs> so I, th I think yeah. uh, you're next, Ian. What do you got? Yes. Yeah, yeah. so um, I I've got my list, and I'm going to kind of go through it. Um, so I'm going to have a, I'm gonna do kind of a fun one here okay. for you guys. So um, Ash Williams from Evil Dead, okay. Ruby, okay. versus... Tallahassee from Zombieland. Uh-huh. Oh. Okay, are they... So, 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 so that's, Woody, that's Woody Harrelson's, yeah. Woody Harrelson's. Yeah, they're fucked, right? Yeah. yeah. 
Yes, Woody Harrelson. They're fighting each other. Okay. They each have they each have the main weapons at their disposal. So okay. Ash has his boomstick and his chainsaw. Okay, so it's like Talon... so it's like Army of Darkness. Yeah, Army uh, of Darkness. Okay. Ash, Ash, um, chainsaw hand and uh, and boomstick. And Tallahassee has his you know his rifle and we'll say pistols. Okay. Um, okay. And we're gonna go with an urban scenario, urban setting, okay. because that's okay. Because that's kind of both where, where they, they are, yeah. Yeah, that tends to be where they, they generally fight. Okay. Oh man, that's. What, that's what, what kind of rifle did Tallahassee have? It's been a while since so I've seen it. I believe Tallahassee. Well, he cycles through weapons quite okay. a bit in that show, right. but I, I think he just had you know a standard long rifle. I okay. couldn't tell you what it is. I'm assuming yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, something um, relatively high caliber, but you know, he, he, have, he does also. I mean, I feel like, I feel like we do kind of. I mean, even if it's a rifle, kind of where I'm initially going is yeah. that I think battle depending on the range, especially yeah. for urban setting. If it is a longer distance battle. Ash can't do anything. He's got yeah. a saw, shotgun that and a is chainsaw. a chainsaw, and a chainsaw that's effectively useless beyond like thirty feet, really. Um, whereas Tallahassee, if he's got even like like a M4 type of assault rifle or something, it's effective at a much further range. I mean, even if it's just a hunting rifle, that's still going to give him yeah. the range advantage. If, if it came down to like a close quarters fight. I'd give it to Ash every single time. I mean, just because his his you know loadout here is designed for close quarters. He's designed to get in close, blow something set off with a shotgun, cut something else in half with his chainsaw. I mean, he's literally fought you know the armies of the damned. So, I mean, which I would put at a higher tier of difficulty versus yes. zombies. I was just gonna say that. Yes, yeah, Tallahassee's dealing with the stereotypical zombies: slow, dead, you know, just moving instinct. Uh, they're they're not like you know like twenty eight days later well, like really fast remember, zombies. Remember though they did Deadites they did say fast. they did say though in Zombieland you know whatever that rule was do cardio because the zombies aren't necessarily like the rage they're not rage virus zombies from twenty eight days later but they are still quicker. Okay, yeah, that's true, and I mean I guess yeah some of them do run because they're not like totally decayed, right. but. They can't. They don't have the capability to apparently, at least, capability to jump and things like that. Like yeah. deadites seem to. Yeah, yeah deadites. Yeah. Deadites are effectually or uh, functionally demons. They're yeah. demonically possessed people with supernatural powers. They seem to have slightly superhuman strength, slightly superhuman speed. Uh, some of them can transform and have like wings and other like weird powers. Yeah. Don't forget, they're intelligent. Yes. Yeah. yeah right. They're they're conniving and intelligent. They can manipulate you. Uh, I mean, they do that all the time. Yeah, they do. <laughs> that that Ash is close to. So I would say that Ash. Yeah, I totally agree with you that like Ash has dealt with much more difficult enemies than Tallahassee has ever had to deal with. And I mean, he has had to deal with the occasional like human survivor, but they're not as difficult as a Deadite. I yeah, I I I would fight you know a random dude on the street over a Deadite every day, any day you know in a fist fight. Um... But it's it's I I think that ultimately this battle would come down to the range. If it's long range, I'm gonna give it to Tallahassee. If it's short range, I'm gonna give it to Ash. I think I would agree, but I would say that in general, mm. I'm 
this hurts me because I love Ash, but I think I'm going to actually say that in general it would be Tallahassee because yeah. I think Tallahassee, since he has that long range, I think like if you were to like do this as like a simulation like a thousand times over, that because of the range, Tallahassee would typically get that advantage. Mm-hmm. And I also just think that that even though Ash has fought more difficult bows, mm-hmm. I don't typically clever. Like he he gets his moments of cleverness, like right. when you know comes to shove but i think a lot of the times he kind of like goes through it through brute force and kind of through yeah. like almost dumb luck comedic, comedic dumb luck right. whereas i think Hassie has some like actual cleverness and planning to the things that he does yeah so i would also plan the encounter in a way that would favor him but if like, the bat- like if, if he knew ash was coming then yeah tallahassee would have it laid out if it was like a surprise they ran into each other thing though how would you call yeah. how would you call it if it, if it was a surprise, like, they just randomly, like, bumped into it or they, like, came across each other in a in the middle of a street, I think, uh, even if it was at, like, some distance and they came across each other in the street, while he still has the range advantage, I think Ash probably thrives better in that, like, adrenaline, like, you know, I need to act and get this done kind of thing. Okay. Um, I mean, and he's had his moments of where he, like, plans things ahead of time. Like, the end of Evil Dead, he, like, plans to, like, siege... Yep. He also knew they were coming, so that That's wasn't true. And, and I mean, and even so, he still sort of halfway bubbled his way through that. <laughs> um, I, I will, I will, I will ultimately say that I think Tallahassee wins more often, but yeah. I do think most range battle. I agree with you, Tim. Yeah. I think, I think Ash would win more like. There we go. Awesome. I would have thought of that in like a million years. That was, a <laughs> that was actually that was actually the last one on my list, <laughs> and the only reason that I thought about it was because the Evil Dead trailer came across my YouTube feed, and I was like, "Oh yeah!" <laughs> so, we all go. right, uh, Keenan, what do you got for us? All right, let's see. What what one do I want to do? Okay. Um, okay. I'll do this one. This was one that I wasn't going to initially do, but okay. I decided to add it in. This is uh, kind of similar to my bear versus gorilla in that I'm not doing characters. I'm doing real. But instead of animals, I'm doing real people. Okay. I'm not doing a character. I'm not doing any specific character. I'm doing real people in their theoretical prime. So let's okay. go 80s, like early 80s for both of them. Okay. Would it? Who would win in a fight between Arnold Schwarzenegger and Dolph Lundgren? Oh. Ooh, I, I mean, I gotta think about that one. Arnie, I think Arnie has the sheer strength aspect of it. That's been proven time and time again. Yeah, he's you know, vis, via vis a vis his numerous, you know, bodybuilding world championship like title type thing but i mean as i say that though i'm also thinking about it going he doesn't hold like records for weightlifting he holds you know he, he's records being for a looking for looking good right being a bodybuilder like i i looked this up uh, a few weeks ago or something like that and i think i don't remember what the context of the conversation was but mm-hmm. like the most I, I, the most that a person that a single person has ever lifted something was a a uh, a back lift which is basically where like you you you, like 
bend down, put a bunch of weight on you, and then, like, basically you have to, like, push up. Yeah. Uh, it was a backlift of 6,300 pounds. Jesus Christ. Yes. Uh, and I, I don't remember. I think his name was Peter Armstrong or something like that. Uh, what was the name the... like Armstrong? Of course he's going to be so, That's so perfect. Right. It, was, uh, it, was it from uh, Full Metal Alchemist? <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not quite. Um, but, yeah. So, anyway. Um, Arnie's definitely got the, the muscle tone and the bodybuilding aspect of it. But I don't know that he has the like outside of Hollywood, yeah, the fight like the fighter capability. Like See, I, I don't it, know that he's he's an actual like he was really knows like brawler fighting. I mean, like a- anybody can throw a punch, but I mean, especially like if you look at well, Rocky, Dolph Lundgren had to learn how to actually box. So I mean, he's got the the edge as far as being trained to at least know the basics of fighting like arnold you have to assume that arnie has taken at least some at least kind of martial some. arts class You're maybe like, some because I'm, I'm thinking here if like all of his movies in the 80s i mean like you know he did conan which i mean all right again you know learning how to throw a punch he did some Predator. basic sword fighting maybe. Yeah, he mostly basically... learned sword fighting for yeah. conan let's see predator I can't really think of some gun use, gorilla. probably, I mean, that, maybe. Yeah, gun gunplay and, like, guerrilla warfare, like, maybe knife play. Like, I, I Termin- Terminator, he wouldn't have learned anything yeah. combat that he already wouldn't have picked up. See, I, I can't think of any any movie where he's predominantly, like, a, you know, hand-to-hand fighter or martial artist, predominantly, versus, like, with Dolph, like, the first thing I think of is, is Rocky. Second thing I think of to counteract, you know, Arnie's, you know, Conan was He-Man. To counteract Arnie's, yeah. you know, any other movies with a guy and a gun, Punisher. So, I mean, like, like if you're just looking at, just based on the movies they've done and what training they would have had, I think Dolph's got a slight edge as far as being trained for fighting, just because he does have everything Arnie does with the addition of an established hand-to-hand, you know, boxing. But, I mean, they're, they're both, they're both, like, you know, beefy guys. If we're talking in the eighties, and I, I would like to think that the 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 fight started because neither one of them could understand the other. They got angry and started. Exactly. Exactly. I like in, in my Arnie, mind that's the fight Arnie started. A Bob, Arnie to Bobcat Goldwaite very quickly. <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah, guys, you know what I'm talking about stuff here. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so I mean, I, I, to, I think Dolph has the slight edge, is what I'm gonna say. I mean, to, but, to pick, but it would be it'd be fun to watch. Yes, that would make a good movie. Yeah. Uh, to pick the only things I will quickly add to my own and what I was thinking is I also thought that Dolph would win because uh, kind of going to what Ian was saying is I think that Arnold's and and I didn't pick Arnold in like the 70s, which is when he did the bodybuilding and Mr. Yeah. Universe and stuff like that. He so he was a little bit smaller. Yeah. But. Ian, for going with that, I do think that that is a little bit of a glamour muscle kind of thing. Yeah. It was, he, he built them up to look good, and I don't doubt he was actually physically strong. I'm oh. sure he was incredibly strong, but I do wonder if some of it was more like to show muscles versus actual, like, useful in a fight type of muscle. Right. It's, 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 sure it's the difference I between did. having a, a show car and a race car. The show car is going to look better, you know, every time, but the race car is you know, gonna go. Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, 
don't get me wrong. I'm pretty sure Arnold could crush my hand. Could have crushed my hand in between oh. his or my head in between his hands. Just, like, right, right, right. Just one, just one hand palm me like a basketball. <laughs> you know, yeah. smoosh you I like mean, a grapefruit. Oh yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not arguing that Arnold was strong at all. Yeah, but right. I do, I do wonder the the effectiveness of what muscles he built up. Would they be the most effective ones for winning a fight? And I do feel like that Dolph is built hugely, but in the way that you would, in the muscles, not just necessarily to show off, but to actually like use. I also think that Dolph Lundgren is at least, if not relatively significantly taller than Arnold. I mean, so I think, Dolph, from what I remember, he's a pretty tall guy. I, I think there would be a little bit of a reach advantage, which might help. Um, I do, I, I didn't think about the training. I never thought of that. So that was a really good point, Tim, that like, movie for movie they're pretty comparable except that i i really can't think of a movie like you said where he's like primarily a hand-to-hand combatant for arnie yeah. where at least at least dolph lundgren had uh, rocky right and the other advantage i would give is that um arnold seems for all intents and purposes a fairly intelligent individual mm. but uh, an interesting fact that a lot of people don't know about dolph is that he actually got a scholarship to go to Oxford, and he has a really? degree in chemical engineering. He has, like, a master's degree. Um, and he's yep. very, very intelligent. So I think he would also have the intelligence and strategy advantage over Arnie. So uh, that that's what I... That was the primary reason I gave him the victory. But I think I think it would be fun, but I do think Dolph gets it just at least a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I say Dolph. Ian? Yeah, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it to Dolph. Um, as much as I love Arnie, I, I think in a one-on-one bout, uh, Dolph would would take him. I like the idea too that somehow this video will come across to both of them, and they'll come and they're like, you know, late '60s almost, and like just kick all of our asses. I mean, they probably both still could. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, hey, I'm used aren't to you Dolph Lundgren? Whack. Yeah, <laughs> You're right. All right, Tim. Yes. What do you got for us, okay. buddy? I've I've got another kind of fun one for you guys. Um, okay. We've got Lightning McQueen. Okay. Versus Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. On a race on Rainbow Road. Oh. Okay, so we're not only thinking of like their capabilities, but also like we're thinking of like in Mario Kart, you know, like mm-hmm. their off-road handling their traction and their acceleration and things yeah. like that right do they have the ability to use the power-ups and weapons of yes. mario kart yes okay. they, they are okay. on mario kart track so we'll we'll say if the if the power-up has been in a mario kart it's fair game okay so as i think about rainbow road one of the distinguishing features of rainbow road is obviously wait what over. version of rainbow road Oh, because um, some of them are more crazy than others. Yeah, let's yeah, go with think... Mario Kart Eight Rainbow Road. Okay. okay, so like the basically the newest Rainbow Road. Yes. Right. Okay. It's been a little while since I've seen that one, but I'm pretty sure one of the distinguishing features of Rainbow Road is it has no edges. You can just fall off. Them. Yep. I um, think that Rainbow Eight doesn't it have like some barrier, but there's like some sections where it's not, or is Rainbow or is the one in eight completely barrier? I do know that okay, it, it, we'll, that we'll, one we'll, also we'll has like it has the gravity. The gravity thing. Okay, we'll, where, we'll, I mean, we'll say again, a, a traditional Rainbow Road with no guardrails. 
Okay. So, there we go. <laughs> so I think what I'm gonna have to go with is obviously lightning has the the speed advantage. Um, he's a race car. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is a like jalopy with wings. <laughs> like what? It's like one of those like you need like the hand crank in like the yeah yeah grill yeah. area kind of car. So it's probably like 1920s car at best maybe. Let me see. Here. Yeah. Um... So. I, if we're going off of, if we're saying Lightning McQueen, after he has trained with Doc, right, with Doc Hudson, I think he would, I think he would take it hands down, because he is capable of correcting, drifting, and basically better managing his his like he is, he can control himself, in a much better way. Um, and, and, and we got a ghost Mako in the background there. Yeah, yeah there my my dogs walking around in the background. Apparently, I don't know what the hell his, his issue is. Okay, no. Anyway, uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang uh, was a Ford. If that makes any any difference, but like yeah, it was like a Ford like Model it, T kind of thing. Ford Custom is what it says. Ford Customized Vehicle. Okay. So I it, still it, think it's not yeah, an established make or an established model. Okay, I mean, if I remember correctly, he's like kind of it's kind of long, but like longer than what you would think of like a model T, but I still think it's like a 1920s yeah, it's, re- it's, like it's probably maxing model. out at like, probably like max out like 40 miles per hour, maybe kind of car. But Chitty Chitty Bang Bang can also fly. And like what it be? I feel like it's gotta be at least relatively comparable to whatever and like, let's assuming that obviously he's not just like skipping over the track. He's like flying, but over the track. Mm. I'm assuming Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I also find it funny that I'm gendering the car. Like, <laughs> e, it uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I'm assuming can fly, probably at a similar speed to, maybe maybe a little bit slower, but relatively similar to lightning. And also, you have to remember, Tim said access to the power ups. Mm. So Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is in the back all the time. He's going to be getting blue shells, red shells, <laughs> getting all the good power-ups all the time, whereas uh, Lightning McQueen's going to get bananas and the fake boxes, and especially Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is flying, he could easily avoid those kind of things. Yeah, but if That's you go by point. the rules of the track, if you go by the rules of the track, like, you can't, mm-hmm. like, just f- from the start to the end. Like, you have well, to... Well, I'm saying that, like, he's you have still to generally flying follow over the track. The track. Like, track. Yeah, so okay, you're gonna miss a banana peel, maybe. Um, but you know, there's there's still other things that could get in the way, uh, other hazards, and there are hazards uh, as well on the the sure. rainbow road tracks. Um, and that, I guess to be uh, fair, you know, that Chitty Chitty Bang Bang can't fly. Like maybe he's just just hovering over the track enough to be technically flying, but he could still like hit, op, you know, like maybe even a banana still. Just to be fair. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, it's been so long since I've seen Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I don't yeah, even same. remember if that was, <laughs> I don't even remember if that car had any sentience to it or not, or if it was just a vehicle. Um, I think it was just a car. I think it was just that. I think it was just a magic. I think it was just a car that could fly, but I don't think, and maybe it wasn't even magical. I think maybe it was just like a part of it. I don't, I don't remember. It was like, like Her, Herbie, Herbie the love bug was like semi sentient. Wasn't it? Yeah. Like it. Yes. I mean, it was probably possessed by, like, the soul of a dead orphan or something like that. But... <laughs> I mean, that's the best <laughs> oh, power source. It's so exactly. dark. It was uh, the, the orphan kids that the, the weird the weird dude was trying to steal all the time. Yeah, there you go. Name, the... um, 
kidnapper? No, something I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know. I'm I'm still gonna have to chalk it up to lightning. Uh, just his experience with racing. If he's been through at the the training with with Doc um, per the movie, then I think he's just gonna have a clear advantage on the on the track. I mean, he's he is a racer and he's gonna know how to handle himself. Mm. He will. Uh, obviously sentience but i mean if we're if we're taking that aspect out of it and saying that both vehicles are equally sentient then and can control themselves uh yeah i mean chitty chitty bang bang is going to have the ability to you know hover and and you know kind of plod along that way but it just it's a it's the difference between a, you know a 1950s edsel and a you know a 2000 and uh, you know a a 2000 Camaro. Like there's just, there's, we're talking a difference of, you know, hundreds, hundreds of, of horsepower. Right? Yeah. Hundreds of horsepower in torque. So I think, uh, the only thing I'll add is that I definitely agree. I was just trying to play devil's advocate for Chitty Chitty. <laughs> um, honestly, the only thing I think that could help Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is, uh, picking up the, the nicer power ups from being in last. In a, assuming that this is just a two-person, two-car race. Um, other than that, I, I do think that Lightning McQueen would smoke him for all the same reasons you said. Well, there we go. I, I keep gendering Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, we'll go ahead and put a pin in that one. Uh, so I think I'm up next. Yes, sir. Yes. Also, uh, I will add for Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, though, that the entire time I was thinking of the Ace Ventura thing. <laughs> right. Bang Bang. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I love you. Anyway. I love that. <laughs> uh, all right. So we are going to move away from contests of quote-unquote skill for this one. All right. And we're going to go uh, towards contests of uh, a, a more cerebral nature. Okay. Um. <laughs> Ivo Robotnik All right. versus uh, Moriarty. Uh, the, like Sherlock uh, Holmes, Professor yeah, Moriarty. Sherlock Holmes, Sherlock Holmes, Professor Moriarty. Are, are we okay, going which... like a particular version of him? or? Well, yeah, I was going to say, which, which versions? Because that's going to make a big difference. Because if you're talking like Jim Carrey Robotnik... Yeah, for... <sighs> I was just thinking of even Sherlock, but are yeah. we going with... Yeah, we're gonna go with we're gonna go with Adam, we're gonna go Ivo with Robotnik, or we could do Eggman. We could do no. We're gonna go with traditional, uh, more traditional like Sonic Saturday, like not the goofy Deke yeah. Robotnik who was an idiot. Okay, so like we'll, we'll go with the Sonic. Okay. We'll go with the Sonic Sadam okay. Robotnik versus uh, uh, Professor. I think it was like, James Moriarty. Yeah, like, like standard Holmes, book version yeah, of, of can, Moriarty. Can we sub in Radigan for Moriarty? I mean, <laughs> I mean, they're they're fairly similar, I mean... I guess. <laughs> except there would be an obvious size Long. difference because he is a just a Swish. rat. He's not <laughs> a rat. It, it, yeah, and if that's the case, though, then Robotnik would just roboticize him. In the, I mean, that'd be, that's true. Uh, that'd be that's really true because he's an animal. Yeah. So okay, okay so, so we'll, we'll go with like a. I mean, I guess if you wanted like something more visceral, you could do like the like the Jared Harris like from the. Robert Downey Jr. live action uh, Sherlock Holmes because that, that was a version of him. So, you know, uh, I, I would have gone with the, the version from uh, Sherlock with Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, see, I, that's, I, I, yeah. That's better. I mean, that's a good, I mean, I don't remember that actor's name, but yeah. <laughs> well, I like, I, I, I feel bad because 
like he's a very well established actor, but uh, uh, there's Benedict Cumberbatch and the other guy. Yeah, there's and Martin, Martin Freeman. Is, Martin Freeman is uh, in there. Watson. I don't, yeah, I, don't I feel bad. Who, I, don't I don't remember who played who Moriarty. I, I have his. There's a part of me that wants to say it's James Arcee, but I don't think it is. It's James something. But anyway, anyway. Um. So Sadam Robotnik versus Moriarty. And this this is just a a contest of who's the smartest guy in the room. It's a it's a it's it's a contest of winning, you know. Okay. So they will they will win, but you know we're going to try to pitting intelligence against each other. Okay. How do they win intelligently? Uh, Not so necessarily how many how how. As a fun fact, can... um, that version of uh, Sherlock from the the BBC Benedict Cumberbatch is played by an actor named Andrew Scott, who I'm not overly familiar with. Okay. Um, apparently, there is a version that Vincent D'Onofrio played, according to IMDb, which I think is kind of interesting. Um, also, in the TV series that was, I think, on NBC called Elementary, uh, um, Natalie Dormer from like Game of Thrones fame yep. played a th- version of. Well, yeah, just... wasn't Lucy wasn't Lucy Liu the Sherlock in that yeah, or something he, like that? Yeah. That show didn't last too long. No, it did not. But okay, so yeah, standard. Anyway. So Sadam, yeah, and it's just a contest of they're not are they battling to the death or is this some like they're playing like chess or some kind of like intellectual thing to prove that they're more smart? Or are they like using their intelligence to like come up with some death trap or whatever to kill them? I, I would say they're they're it's one of those far- smartest, uh, fartest, smartest <laughs> man in the room type things. Okay. With okay. with a with the end game of being either killing or disabling your opponent. Okay, so it's a game of wits okay. that all. Well, if, if if the the end game is killing or disabling your opponent, I'm gonna give it to Robotnik because you know. Let's see, he's got the death egg. He's got that laser from Sonic Adventure Two. I mean, he's got literally an army of robots. So I mean. But I mean, if if this if if it boils down to winning because you're the smartest guy in the room, I don't think Robotnik would would go with the easy win, because anybody can fire an orbital death laser and you know take out their opponent. But you have to you know that doesn't prove anything. It's like he's in the ground. You have nothing. You can't prove anything to him now. So I don't think Robotnik would go with the easy win. No, I, and he he's kind of that classic villain too, especially like the Sam version that yeah. you know like slightly convoluted plan to like you know be grandiose and gloat right there'll be some showmanship i think moriarty has a little bit of that as well yeah i would just based on the the versions of moriarty that that i'm familiar with based on what i said before about robotnik not going for the easy win i would have to as much as i hate to say this i'd have to give it to moriarty i would love robotnik to win but if he's not going to go for the easy win, I would have to give it to Moriarty. Just because while Robotnik is incredibly intelligent, a lot of his intelligence lies in like engineering and you know, things of that nature. Versus Moriarty's just... He's just clever. He is incredibly clever. He's quick thinking on a seat. He doesn't seem to have an area of expertise, but he's vastly knowledgeable at a lot of things. Versus Robotnik seems more focused on a again engineering is oversimplifying it but it's in that particular field he's got a focus on it i wouldn't say that robotnik is necessarily at least this version of robotnik isn't necessarily clever he's not dumb by any stretch of the imagination but i think it's a different kind of intelligence 
So I, I, believe I, canonically, th- I believe canonically Robotnik has an IQ of 300. Yeah. Yes, I and that's what I was going to bring dumb, up. So, so, so to piggyback on what Tim said, and I and I very and actually I'm also going to go with Moriarty. I think is the and I and I agree in similar aspects. And the only things I would add is that despite not knowing canonically what Moriarty's IQ is, and that you know 300 is you know vast, like much yeah. higher than the like known person to ever be, is that he does seem to be very focused and also. Despite saying that he has an IQ of 300, he very much doesn't act like it a lot because he is so basically like demented, really. Like he he's so uh, he has so many mental deficiencies in that he's so angry and he's so like quick to you know anger and he's so grandiose and arrogant and narcissistic. Like he he's almost like bipolar and he's got like uh, like malignant narcissism and things like that. That I think. Like you, and like that's part of his whole like not going for the quick kill thing. I just think that he's got mental deficiencies that would cause him to make dumb choices. Right. That Moriarty wouldn't do. Moriarty is probably sociopathic, but he doesn't. Yeah. Do, he doesn't do dumb things to be dumb. Hmm. He's very very meticulous. He's he plans very very far. Every, everything is for a reason. Like thinks of lots of contingency plans, does things in a in a very particular yeah for for purposes. Where, as I think, I mean, Robotnik comes up with plans, but a lot of the times, like I said, they're like kind of almost comically convoluted. And like as soon as a piece of that breaks, he gets he gets angry and he lashes at his henchmen and he acts in a very brutish kind of way. And I mean, I get that's like kind of a function of the genre that he's a part of or whatever, being a cartoon things like that, but. I just don't think that Robotnik acts very intelligently, despite his vast intelligence and obviously in technologies that Moriarty doesn't even have like ability to comprehend. Right. I think Moriarty is a very, very devious and very meticulous person that I think, and is also much calmer under stress. I think. Yeah. yeah. Every version that we've seen uh, of him, that I just, I just think he would win purely because I think he's got the the planning ahead of it. So we've got two votes for Moriarty. So I will I'll supplement. We won't have to debate it further, but I'll supplement this. Um, according to a quick Google search, they're estimating that Moriarty's intelligence is anywhere between 190 and 230. Jesus. Um, so, 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 I mean, yeah, impressive. incredibly, incredibly prof- uh, uh, impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I would say is that I believe that you guys hit the nail on the head that Robotnik suffers from a severe amount of hubris. Yeah. In that he is so intelligent that he has, that he over complicates things because he just doesn't, he isn't incapable of, of seeing things simply. And right. he just is so, that hubris is, ha, makes him so uh, enamored with his own intelligence that he just, he is his own worst enemy. Right. Well, it's, it's kind of like, kind of like I had said. It'd be one thing for Robotnik to say, "I killed Moriarty." It's another thing for him to say, "You know, I killed Moriarty because I'm smarter than him, and here's how I prove it that I am." Yep. Because it, it it would be a it would be a pointless kill for him to you know boom nuke him with the space laser, versus if he came up with a plan that trapped him that was overly complicated. He roboticized him, made him into you know his toilet scrubber. Okay, something like that Robotnik would gloat about. He wouldn't gloat about, oh, yeah, I blew him up with a laser. Yeah. it's it, That's beneath him. Yeah, Moriarty doesn't care about the showmanship. I mean, he was a hidden villain for most of his, his right. time. He, he doesn't right. have that that 
handicap of needing the privilege of needing the attention uh, the the notoriety of it so there you yeah. go. all right uh keenan you're up next, I think. Okay. Uh, so, um, Keenan, make it special, because this will be our final round. Okay, okay, great. No pressure so, or anything. Well, final <laughs> no, round is okay. in, he's the last one, or we're going to... Or this is like, we're gonna, like one more round well, after Well, th- th- this will be the, the last fight. Last fight. Oh, last final, fight. Final round. Oh, fight. man, I had some good ones, but okay. I will, I will do the one that I was the most excited about. All right, what do you got? I'll do that one. And this one, uh, I will add a caveat that I will, I will allow for possible substitutions in okay. a way okay it'll make sense once i say it but okay so this is it it is and it's a it's a two versus two battle. oh okay it is oh. it is ash with his pikachu versus okay. ty with agumon okay now the first question i have is agumon able to digivolve in this fight okay and that's what i wanted to say because when i first came up with this thing because he can turn into a giant robotic yeah, T-Rex. Cause, cause he, cause, yeah, he can transform all the way to, you know, like War Greymon and all the other crazy yeah. things. Whereas Pikachu, I mean, Ash is pretty turns much Turns into a bigger rat. Yeah, turns <laughs> into a slightly larger rat. Um, I will say that um, I will... I don't know. I'll leave it up to you if you want him to be able to Digivolve. Okay. If... I, will let you, I will let you give a answer to... If it's Agumon is stuck as Agumon, or if Agumon and then is allowed to Digimon. Okay, if if it's for me, I think this would be is my based on what you said. My choices are pretty easy. No Digivolving, Pikachu, because Agumon has Pepper Breath, and that's it. Pikachu has <laughs> a wide variety of moves that he can pick from. He's got a beat on versatility. If have, he only has four moves <laughs> at a time. Anyway. That's hey, that's four hundred percent more moves than Agumon has. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. If if we're going with Digivolving, I mean like when he turns into like War Greymon and effectively does his version of Goku's spirit bomb. Sorry, yeah. Pikachu, you were a good Pokemon. I, I you and to... every other you and every other critter within the next two mile <laughs> radius is now a yeah. is now a stake. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that that would be a horribly unfair fight if Digivolving was allowed. Like at, at least like if if they if Agumon is not allowed to Digivolve, you know I joke that Pikachu has a lot more moves. Agumon, while Pikachu is not a unintelligent creature, I would say that as far as overall intelligence, I think Agumon is a bit more intelligent. I mean, one it, it, well, it can speak. Agumon is is independent. Yes. He doesn't. The act with yeah, and that, he that's, that's my thing here. Yeah, he doesn't that's my thing here is like, is that's my thing here is like Ty basically says, Agamon, go." Right, and he, it's he, like, can, and he can he help fights. him and give him advice, but it's, right. it's ultimately Agamon with Pikachu. He's ultimately he bound to what, what his trainer tells him to do. So Pikachu would be relying on himself. Agamon, while while Agumon would be relying on himself, he has that advantage of it's a what we would consider fully sentient creature with another fully sentient creature backing him up, riffing ideas of each other. Pikachu is, I will do what my trainer says. I mean, there have been, yeah. there have been instances where Pikachu will act on, isn't Pikachu in the series canonically a female or is it a he? I think it's actually a boy. boy? Okay. I think, I think, the, I think Ashes is a, is a boy. Okay. Yes. Because of the tail. Yeah, because, because of the tail. Yep. 
Right, because um, technically they've retconned it so that female Pikachus have kind of like a heart shape yeah. at the end of their tail. So, so Pikachu, while he has acted independently before, predominantly he's a Pokemon. His whole role in life is to be subjugated by a human. Um, but the, the other aspect the enemy, of, think of the other Pokemon that Pikachu has beaten. Right. Beaten I mean, it beat an Onyx. In a I mean, typical it beat a game. Type. Yeah, it yeah which Pokemon should be immune to yeah. it. You would th- like the Ash's Pikachu has proven time and time again that it is ridiculously powerful than yeah. an actual in-game Pikachu. Yes, like it, like his Pikachu like almost rivals like some legendary. Yeah. Well, I mean, how much <laughs> of that is how much of that is like actual like power, and how much of it is like that, plot that standard trope that stand of yeah plot armor <laughs> and that that trope of you know you, I, think I believe you in have... you will get stronger. I think in the context of a battle, though, you have to, as much as that from, like, an out-of-world, out-of-universe viewpoint seems like plot armor from in the universe, I think you have to take that as canonically Pikachu's strength. And, I mean, you can also add that its willpower might be able to help it overcome a more powerful opponent, including a Agumon that maybe has digivolved into even just Greymon, who, even though is vastly larger in size... See, I, I would still give that one, I would still give that, at least that point, to Pikachu, just because we have seen Pikachu fight a Charizard before, which I would say is the most comparable thing to a Greymon, at least base level Greymon, and, and you know, Pikachu did win. Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, so there, you, I, I'm going to take it in this direction, because you did start this this conversation by saying, you know, two versus two. Okay, I really hope... What, what, is, what is preventing Ty from just, like, walking over and beating the shit out of Ash? Absolutely nothing. Because, as Tim yes, said... Yes, this is Pikachu, where I hoped it was going, yeah. As, as, as Tim said, Pikachu is kind of beholden to what his trainer says. Like, Agumon's a sentient thinking being. Like, Ty just goes, Agumon, go, you know... Go, go light that kid on fire. Go, right. keep, him, keep him busy. I'm gonna go around back. I'm gonna go around back and club this dude. I mean, and, and like, I wouldn't put it past Ty to do that either. Right. Well, like young Ty, it, it, kind of shaky. Like he would still probably he would still probably pull a hat trick and like kick a soccer ball into the, into into Ash's <laughs> face or something. Well, did, like, didn't he punch made... Matt at one point? Yes, they did. Okay, uh, so yeah, he's not like, he's not below you know or not above throwing a fist. So. Correct. And if we definitely go with, like, Teenage Tie from, you know, like, the later series or the, the Digimon Tri series or mm. things like that, oh, absolutely. Like, he would just go over there and just, like, beat the shit out of that kid. <laughs> like, no, like, and it would definitely be, like, it wouldn't be a malicious thing, like, just, yeah. like, trying to make this kid sick of making him bleed. Mm. Like, he would be doing it in the context of, your electric rat is trying to kill my fire dino. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm like I'm taking you out of the fight so the electric rat doesn't know what to do. Right. So, I, I mean, again, you you said two v two fight. Though the two critters are going to to battle, but I think Ty is just gonna like straight up <laughs> march over and just clock Ash and take him out of the fight. And I think ultimately, then it'll go to Ty and and. And Agumon, and all else fails, like, you know, if it's, if it's like a get-together on two ends of a battlefield and, like, march out and then start fighting, I think Ty's going to be like, yo, light that kid on fire. 
<laughs> I'll, I'll guarantee you this fight will end yeah. real quick. Like just, just straight up. Like it's gonna, it's gonna be done. Like I, I, Pikachu could probably get in a few good licks, but you know he's not a hundred percent with his like. You can dodge his lightning bolts. Yep. Now, now, like a, a counterpoint to that though, like we have seen, like in in some of the episodes and in some of the movies, when Ash is threatened, though, Pikachu does act independently. To protect Ash above all else, though. Oh, for sure. Like, if Pikachu does go out of its way, sometimes to almost killing itself. Yeah. To, so, to I mean, save Ash. And I mean, and also, Pikachu has done things when Ash has also not been... I think in the first movie, I think Ash was kind of incapacitated or, like, not directly giving orders to Pikachu, and Pikachu was fighting, like, the, the, the Pikachu clone and other... And some right, because, like, Ash was, like, turned turn to stone or something at the time. Um, so and I'd also, I think that, if 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 Ty and Ash were getting into a fight, Pikachu has shown that he is not he is not above electrocuting Ash, if some or, if, or Brock or, or other people or literally yeah. anybody that he considers a friend. If like like you know, I, I remember there was one time like Team Rocket like had Ash like, oh, we've got your trainer. What are you gonna do, Pikachu? And Pikachu just thunderbolt poof, and electrocuted all of them. So I mean, I I, I think that like even if. I'm still going to give this fight, like, overall, no Digivolution. I'm still going to give it to Ash and Pikachu, just because even if Ty did try to start something with Ash, Pikachu would put a stop to that real quick if he saw that his his best friend was being, you know, assaulted. And then, again, you know, we've got Agumon over there, who's the equivalent of a Charmander that only knows Ember. Pepper Breath! Yeah, but I'm going to... Yeah, but I mean, he's shown. He's yeah, shown. We'll say he's pepper shown breath. to use his. He's shown to use like his claws and his feet and things like true, that in true. combat. Like he's. I, I also think sure pepper breath is a little bit more powerful than yeah. than we're oh. possibly giving credit for. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the other thing, though, is like I, I'm going to play a little devil's advocate here okay. for you, for you, Tim. But yeah, Pikachu's going to turn around and try to like zap the shit out of Ash and Ty, mm-hmm. but. Where I mean, is Agamon just sitting around picking his nose during this time? Like, I mean, there's an active. I mean, there's an active. There's an active battle here. Like, there there's an active battle that Agamon is engaged with this opponent, Mm -hmm. and you know he is not just going to be like, oh, he turned around. I guess I better. He's not like a boo from Mario. Like, he's not just (laughs) like. Like he's gonna, like that that Pikachu turns around and he's gonna like pounce on it like he's gonna take the take an advantage there right because the pikachu is distracted and that's the other thing that is going to possibly in my mind swing this battle in favor of ty and and akamon is that akamon is going to recognize some of these things recognize some of these weaknesses mm-hmm. and be able to communicate with ty in a much more effective way because you know what's pikachu is gonna yell out pikachu you know Pika, Pika. pikachu's gonna yell pikachu <laughs> What, is what the Pikachu? hell does that mean? Misty you have to fell go in to a well? bathroom? Like, you, you gotta go take a leak in the middle of the battle? Like, I don't speak Pokemon. At I've gotta take Agumon's... a Pika Pika. Right, at least Agumon speaks... Ty, I've gotta take Japanese. a dump! Right, yeah. exactly. And, and so, they did. I mean, there, there, I mean, there is a Digimon that is literally a poop. There is, so, yes. there is, yep. Well, in Digimon World uh, One, you could take your Digimon to the bathroom and like you heard them go. Yeah, see, yeah, see their digipoo and yeah. yeah, the yeah. So uh, I mean, it, it, there's, I I have to I'm I'm really having to give it to, to Ty and and Agumon here because of 
there's intelligence in both of them. Yeah. There's autonomy in both of them. They can act independently of each other. And while you you know there is like the obvious power difference things here, you know, Agumon is shown to be a, a like he doesn't quit either. Like true. he fights until he he fights until he's damn near dead. And he's going to do what he needs to, and I think there's just going to be a more effective communication path here, especially if Ty has has Ash on the ground and is beating his teeth in. Right. See, and I, like, I, I think, like, so, kind let of... Me th let me... Can I throw out something real quick? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So I did say it's a two-on-two. -two. So let's assume... And this is assuming, and, and, and probably realistically, this is what it would be, is that it would be, like, Ty and, and Agumon and Ash and Pikachu are fighting in the essence of that, like, Ty and Ash are kind of on the outside, and Pikachu and Agumon are then fighting, and then perhaps Ty and Ash then come in and kind of go. But, like, if it's just, like, appear like the human versus the human, and the and the creature versus the creature, do you think, then, who is the winner between, like, Ash versus Ty, and who is the winner between uh, Pikachu and Agumon? Well, if, if it's Ash versus Ty, um, Ash would eventually win... Because Ty ages. <laughs> Ash, Ash is playing the long game here, alright? He is perpetually 12. Eventually it will get to a point where Ty will either die of old age or get arrested for assaulting a minor. So... <laughs> but... <laughs> barring that... I barring think... Ash being an immortal demon. Um, right. Yeah. Barring that, I think, I think I'm going to have to give advantage to Ty. Even yeah, if we're, you're talking, even if we're talking... Even if we're talking like twelve-year-old versus twelve-year-old here, Ty has shown that he is not afraid to throw a punch. Mm -hmm. He has shown, like, he is athletic. He plays soccer. Yeah. You know, he has. I mean, besides the way that the characters are drawn, where he's got you know like really chicken spindly arms and right. legs, like I think he has a. I think he has a better. He has a more athletic build and would be more uh, capable in a fight than than. Uh, than Ash. Ash. I mean, he's gotten into some scrapes. Yeah. But it's always been like a Pokemon battle. Like it always wound up being a Pokemon battle. Like that electric rat has always wound up like jumping in and yep. and deciding the fight. No, I, I will, I will been... say though, Ash probably has some killer calves because how many years has he been walking now? True, he's like oh, always I mean, jumping it. I mean, seriously, yeah, exactly. he's, like if he gets one good kick in, that's going to knock the wind out of out of Ty. But no, I. I but Ty's I, a I, soccer player, yeah. so. I, like, the, the more I've listened to you and the more I've kind of thought about it, I, I am swinging more towards it being a tie in Agumon, whether it's digivolving or not digivolving. Because, like, the one thing that I thought of, Ash is a really capable fighter within the confines and rules of a Pokemon battle. Once you throw in a Digimon, there are no rules in a Digimon fight, as far as at least the anime goes. It's just a thing attacks you, work with what you got. There's no rules. Yeah, and Ash, Ash is, is Ash used to like, I know that, like, fire is weak against water and this. And yep. Yeah, th that isn't necessarily the case. I mean, I guess there are, I, I think some Digimon series kind of yeah. added something somewhat equivalent to that, but not nearly to the same extent. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I think, like, the more I've thought about it, I'm going to give it to, to Ty and, and Agumon on both fronts whether it's you know the humans and the creatures fighting each other whether it's digivolving whether it's not digivolving i think i'm going to give it to them on all three marks just because again ash is a really competent animal fighter 
<laughs> it's like Michael Vick with dog I mean, fighting. I mean, yeah. Yeah. but it's it's within the confines and rules of a Pokemon battle. So yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I I will. The only thing I mean, I thought Ty and Agumon as well. Um, I like the autonomy thing. That was something I not thought of. The only thing when I initially came up with this is that I I did kind of initially think I think Pikachu. If it was like just Pikachu, just fighting Agumon, I do feel like that Agumon is slightly weaker. But once you brought up the autonomy thing and, and yeah. the fact that you know, he isn't necessarily a slouch himself, like Pepper Breath or whatever, does do damage or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, Pikachu has fought really strong opponents, but I, I don't know. I still feel like Pikachu slightly has an edge against Agumon, but I think it's close enough that, especially with Ty backing him up, it would win and then i also agree as soon as you allow digivolving i think it's like yeah. god too. like I mean, once yeah. you when, once you get up to even Greymon, i think he's defeating foes that are much more powerful than any pokemon that pikachu has ever fought yeah. and then ty also I, I totally think would beat up i think ash is like a little puny nerd <laughs> in comparison to ty so right. yeah I, I i do <laughs> i do i think he would just give him like a noogie or whatever and it'd be done so i do think i i, I think that's interesting. You have swayed me to be more Ty and Agumon. I did think that Pikachu kind of had an advantage against Agumon, but I think I think they both would win. There we go. Yep. So to to recap, in the first round we had Yua Bull versus Michael Bay for worst director. Michael Bay won. Round two we had Voltron versus the Megazord, and that was definitely uh, Voltron in that. Round three we had Bear versus Gorilla with the Bear winning. Round four of Ang versus Captain Planet. We had Ang winning. Ash Williams and Tallahassee. Yeah, it was a close one. A close one. That was a contentious one. Yeah, Ash Williams versus Tallahassee. I mean, it also pretty close. That one, that was close, and it came down to situational stuff. So, do we want to call that one a tie? That one was, I think, was kind of a toss-up. I thought that Tallahassee would have would win more often, but I think it's close enough. I think we could call that one a tie. All right. See, after that, we had uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger versus Dolph Lundgren with Dolph winning. Uh, Lightning McQueen versus Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. They're going for Lightning. Robotnik versus Moriarty. Moriarty. And Pikachu versus Agumon. We had, or well, and Ash and Ty in there as well. We had the Digimon team winning. So, I mean, we had had some interesting match. I, like, I, when we talked about doing this episode, I was worried it was going to be a lot of, well, who'd win, Batman or Superman? You know, like, ironically, yeah. I had ba- uh, Batman versus Iron Man on this list, but not, you know, who would win them. Tony Stark versus Bruce Wayne and who's the better billionaire is how I was going to swing it. But we had a lot of, had a lot of really unique uh, battles on here. And like, Keena, I appreciate that. Like for them, like, except for your last one, all of yours were either, you know, character versus character or real person versus real person or animal versus animal. I like, I didn't expect to sit here figuring out who would win in the fight, a bear or a gorilla, but I'm glad I did. This is a, a good use of my time, actually. <laughs> I, I, I liked, I liked your guys' choices because they were, they were, uh, more, more, I mean, pre- your guys' choices were pretty much pop culture icons, but they weren't, uh, I mean, I, when I was coming into this, I was wanting to not pick something that you could see on like the, the popular channel Death Map, yep. which of that channel and they do a super good job of yeah. like giving really detailed things and whatnot in their animation. I don't fun. agree with them a lot of the time, but uh, they're still fun yeah, to watch. Yeah, some of their choices are a little controversial yeah. to me. But, <laughs> but but they primarily focus on, like, video game, anime, and, and like, and they, they think of the things that are, like, stereotypical. Like, I yeah. think they did Batman versus Iron Man, not in the way that you did, which I think was interesting. But I wanted to, and also, those are, like, the ones that, like, you would think of first 
on like a basic level. You guys picked pop culture characters, but like characters I never in a gajillion years would have thought of. I never would have thought of Lightning <laughs> Queen or Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I, and I never would have thought of uh, of like Aang and Captain Planet and things like that. Like your guys' ones were, were like real out, like like within my realm of things I know about, but nothing I would have ever thought of. And I think most people would have. So I liked that more like deep dive uh, pop culture thing. So I thought that was cool. There we go. So th- this was definitely like one of the more fun episodes I've I've ha- I've done uh, in a while actually, <laughs> just because it, it was yeah, it's it was, certainly it was... one of the more engaging and cerebral. Yeah. And, you know, it's a fun it's a fun tit for tat without like you know stepping on anybody's uh, ego or anything like right? that. I mean that's what that's what Eggman and Moriarty would do. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, <laughs> but you know it was no this has been a lot of fun. Like this was a more interesting, uh, you know, interesting battle. So. Um, you know, for, for you guys out there, feel free to leave us a comment on, like, you know, who you think would be a, a fun battle, and then we can, you know, maybe we'll come back and debate it in a future episode. Oh, yeah. Maybe we'll respond to your comments. Maybe we'll just ignore you because we're terrible people. <laughs> Whatever it may be. Who is the worst um, person, me or Ian? It, it, I'm God. I'm above, it, I'm above such petty quarrels. <laughs> it, it, it's... No, it, it's me. It's, it, it's, it's Ian. It's, it's totally It's me. pretty even. Um, yeah. <laughs> So uh, with that, I think we're going to wrap it up, folks. Uh, again, you can uh, catch us on all of your favorite podcasting channels. We were hosted on Anchor.fm, uh, Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, a uh, bunch of different other ones. You can find us on all of them. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, uh, where we are fairly active, actually. Yeah. Uh, Twitter. Are. Yes. Uh, Twitter at, uh, at NonSequiturNerd. Uh, you can also catch us on YouTube, and uh, where we post our videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can also check our website, which hasn't been updated in weeks because, but, again, go back to the terrible people comment. Thing. Exactly. <laughs> I, I don't make any money off of this. I just like to, to do it. It's uh, true. So it's true. Um, with that, uh, we again thank our special guest uh, for uh, his appearance today. Uh, our, actually, sorry, our reoccurring character uh, making a, yes. making his, his Wilson moment um, and and uh yeah so yeah he's also got uh, a youtube channel uh check it out uh some really awesome video essays uh really fun stuff so uh you'll have to to check him out we'll uh, try to link his uh channel as well um tim <laughs> I, I have to do <laughs> like... keenan tell us what what is your uh, what is your uh, channel called yeah, so uh, you can find me either just under my name, Keenan H. Crotty, or also known as Keen Man. So you can find either of those. Uh, find me under either of those. So, yeah, basically video essays on uh, movies, TV shows, video games, music, uh, all that kind of good stuff. There we go. Yep. So uh, with that, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up for tonight, folks. Uh, it has been a pleasure mm-hmm, uh, this evening speaking with you all uh, and just having fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, so... Uh, We'll go ahead and sign off for tonight uh, with Non-Sequitur Nerds. I am Ian. And I'm Tim. And I'm Keenan. Hi, Keenan. We'll catch y'all later. (laughs) Hi, Keenan. Say goodnight, Keenan. (laughs) That's all, folks.